Hello, loves, and welcome to the Foundation Level Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette, and today we're talking all about liner and lashes. Hello, hello, everyone. I hope you're all keeping well. Here we are, lucky number seven podcast, and I'm actually pretty jazzed for this one because ever since I was a little emo girl in my teens, I've been thoroughly obsessed with liner. It's actually what got me into makeup in the first place. Uh, When I was younger, I would just mash on as much black pencil around my eyes as I could, and then coming into my 20s, I was obsessed with learning how to do liquid liner and winged liner, which is actually when I started my makeup artist journey. Eyeliner is one of the uh, oldest, I suppose, recorded makeup things that's been used. There's records of a pencil coal sort of liner first being used in ancient Egypt and ancient India as far back as 10,000 BC. Now, ancient Egyptians obviously weren't heading down to their local booths to pick up a pencil, uh, but they did use coal, which is basically still used in makeup to this day. Um, I mean, coal then was kind of lead-based and basically poison, whereas now it's kind of black and grey oxide, so hooray, no poison. But I think it's funny that, you know, we're still using eyeliner to this day tens of thousands of years later. So, Let's just jump straight in with what is eyeliner for. The idea, obviously, is that it defines the look of your eyes, but it also thickens out the look of your lashes, which is a nice bonus. One of the fun things about eyeliner, too, is that it can make your eyes look larger or smaller, depending on where and how you use it. So the idea we're going for here is that darker colours will contour areas and brighter colours will highlight areas. That's the reason, say, so many people find that using a dark liner on the top and the bottom of the eye can make their eye look smaller, because it actually does. Just like dark colours are slimming on the body, they're slimming on your eyes, if you get me. With eyeliner, if you want to make your eyes look wider and larger, Using liner on the top of the eye where your top lashes are and winging it out slightly will lift and widen the eye. Then using either no liner on the waterline uh, on the bottom or like a cream or a white coloured liner will create the illusion that the eyes are bigger. If you're looking for eyes that are more almond shaped and you want something a bit more smouldering, use dark liner along the top and the bottom of the eyes and that will give you that come hither eye sort of look. Wing liner will almost make your eyes look wider, but will also give them more of an almond shape. And then regular liner, stopping up the natural edge of your eye, will make your eyes look bigger and rounder, sort of a doe-eyed effect. And those are the kind of ways that liner can change the shape of your eyes. As with most things we've talked about in the past, eyeliner comes in a few different ways. So you've got your pencils, cakes, liquids and gels. So let's talk about the pros and cons of each so you can figure out what one would work best for you. We'll start with pencils, probably the most recognisable eyeliner product. Pencils, I think, are pretty self-explanatory. They're generally made with waxes and oils and pigment, so they're nice, soft pencils, um, and they're your best boy for achieving a smoky, smudgy, more natural look. I would say that they're probably the easiest eyeliner product to use as well. They can either be drawn or smudged on the top lid where the lashes are for a defined look or drawn and smudged on the bottom waterline of the eye. Um, And you can either get the kind that you sharpen or automatic ones, which are the ones you sort of twirl the base of and the product rises up. 
I think my favourite would be the regular sharpen style pencil, as these tend to be easier to get a defined finish with. The only issue I think with pencils is you don't get a super defined look as maybe you would with sort of a liquid product and sometimes they can smudge easily and need to be reapplied. But if you do want a more natural effect and maybe you're a little newer to eyeliner, pencils are definitely a great option. Liquid eyeliners then are obviously the fluid style eyeliners that you paint onto your eyes. They are, as they say, quite liquidy, making them very smooth and quick to apply, but the liquidiness does make them a little bit fiddly. These are the liners I think a lot of us think of and turn to when wanting a thin liquid line with a flick on the top of the eye. They're super precise, so they're great for that, but maybe not so much of what you're looking for is a soft, smoky finish. They also come in a few different ways. So you've got your marker style ones, which can have either kind of felt tips or brush marker tips. And then you've got those teeny tiny little bottles with a little brush top that sort of screws into it. Marker style liners are a little bit more stiff. So they're great if you're a little shaky handed, um, but it can be trickier to get a super thin line with them. Thinner kind of brush pot liners then are better for that really fine line, but they also have the potential to be a little bit messier because they are quite wet. So they're better if you're a bit more confident with your eyeliner. Then you've got your gels, which are my personal favorite style of liner. Those are the little pots of gel that you kind of need a separate brush to apply. These are a super option, obviously, for makeup artists because they're the most hygienic. But in my opinion, they're also the longest lasting. So if you can master a gel, you're absolutely sorted. Being a little bit thicker than liquid, they can be easier to apply, but they're certainly less forgiving when it comes to mistakes. So when you're using them, take your time. Gels do tend to give a full on look, so they're great for any of you that want a super strong defined line. So in summary, pencils for your softer natural looks, liquids for a defined thin line and gels for a full on strong liner look. Color wise then, black, grey and brown would be the most universally popular I suppose. Black and grey brings out the whites of your eyes so it makes the whites look whiter and brighter. Browns will bring out the colour of your eyes and they'll make it look more natural and soft. Obviously you can always go colourful as well, so a fun pop of colour um, is nice for something a little bit different, whatever makes you feel good really. And then of course you've got your nude and white pencil liners and these are designed to be used right in the little waterline of the eye to eliminate any redness and they also make the eye look bigger and brighter. Now I love me a nude liner after a night on the wine because it gets rid of those red wine eyes. So if you want something to really open up the eyes, definitely try a lighter pencil liner on that inner waterline. For application then, the first thing I want to remind all y'all is not to panic. Eyeliner is a little tricky, but it's not the end of the world if you go wrong with it. You're not tattooing yourself, it can be taken off if needed. On that note as well, if you do decide to do a liner and you want to add it to your look, but you're not super confident maybe with how to do it, don't be melting your own brain by deciding two minutes before you leave the house that now is the time to master a winged liner. Give yourself an extra few minutes to work with it and really get the hang of it. Ideally, what we're looking for is usually a nice smooth line on, to, on the top kind of lid above the lashes, uh, whether that's pencil, liquid or gel. I always recommend starting your product, whatever you choose, towards the outer side of the eye to kind of get your bearings with it. Generally, you want the liner at the outer edge of the eye to be a little bit thicker anyway. So if you accidentally go a bit thicker there, it won't be as obvious as if maybe you were to start in the inner corner and get it too thick in there. 
take your pencil or your brush or your little marker liner and starting at that outer edge, press it very gently into the skin just at the base of where the lashes grow from and then start to move it across inwards in very gentle strokes. I think a lot of people have in their head that when you do liner, you have to do it in one fell swoop, but it's definitely easier to take it a bit more slowly, um, especially if you're not used to doing liner. So you're doing your little strokes and you want to move in a little bit more each time, walking that brush in and keeping it as close to the lashes as possible. As you get towards the inside of the eye, things do get a little bit trickier, but it might suit to either open your eyes slightly so you can really get into that inner section or to gently pull from the outside of your eye with your other hand to show up that inner section a little bit better. After doing those little strokes and those little motions to build up the line across the eye, just make sure to smooth it out. So any areas that are a little bit lumpy or bumpy, you can go back over and just smooth over. Don't forget as well when you're doing liner, especially with a liquid or a gel, to keep that brush wet and saturated with product. You wouldn't paint a wall with a tiny bit of paint on a brush. Make sure your brush is fully wet with eyeliner. A dry brush is going to buckle on the eyelids. A smooth wet brush and lots of product won't buckle in the same way. So if you follow those steps, that should be a handy way of doing your eyeliner. And I will be putting up a little bit of a quick video because I think you need the visual element of this as well. So now onto lashes, another staple of lots of people's makeup looks that they struggle to apply. Lashes are obviously designed to be a little bit of a step up from mascara. I like to call it a little hat for your eyelids because that's essentially what it is. So lashes come as strip lashes, individual lashes, and then semi-permanent lashes are a popular thing also, but I won't be talking about those because those need to be professionally done. So obviously the difference are in the names. Strip lashes are on one long strip that lays across the top of your own eyelashes. These can be very natural looking all the way up to super dramatic, depending on the style you choose. Then individual lashes are popped on individually across the top of the lashes and they tend to look a bit more natural but you can layer them on to get a full fluffy lash with them. Now I love me some big ass strip lashes, the bigger the better as far as I'm concerned but obviously that's not everyone's jam so it's important to figure out what you like for yourself. I always recommend starting with individual lashes if you're new to lashes because they feel the most comfortable on the eyes and I think the feeling of lashes is the main thing that can put people off. If you start your lash journey with a giant strip lash that just feels uncomfortable, that could put you off lashes for life. So starting with individuals or even a half strip which just sits at the edge of the eye is a good way to step into the lash world. You might even be surprised by how okay they feel. Lashes come in an enormous range of lengths and sizes and while a lot of that is uh, kind of down to personal preference with what you choose, you might also want to match the size of the lashes to the size of your eyes. If your eyes are small or hooded, a big thick lash might overpower them, so I'd recommend choosing a more natural lash that has more length than dense thickness. If you want to make your eyes look more lifted at the edges and wider, choose a lash that wings out longer at the edges and that will give that nice lifted effect. Then if you've larger or more prominent eyes, a thicker lash will rein that shape in for you. So that'll be kind of the main things to look out for when choosing a strip lash. 
Individual lashes then tend to suit all eye shapes and sizes. They usually come in different lengths in the packaging, so you'll get like small, medium, large. Um, and for a natural look, I recommend using shorter individual lashes towards the inner corner of the eye and then longer lashes towards the outer corner of the eye um, because that mimics a more natural lash look. And from there, you can put on as many or as a few as you like. I also think it's best when putting on lashes to have all your eye makeup done by the time you're sticking them on. First of all, it can be super tricky to put eye makeup on with a big lash in the way, but also eyeshadows and pigments and whatever you're using can fall on the lashes and they can end up looking very dusty towards the end of doing your makeup and they won't maybe look as seamless with your own lashes. So your strip lashes come on a nice long band. This is usually designed to fit all eye sizes, so it is quite large and quite long, with the idea being that you trim them to fit your own eye. So the first thing you want to do when you get a new set of strip lashes is to measure and trim. And the way to do this is to take each lash out of the box. Don't mix them up though. Um, there's a left lash and a right lash and they are shaped as such. So take them out of the box and without glue or anything to panic about, bring the lash up to its respective eye. You want to place the inside of the lash on the inner corner of the eye and then slide it along so it's about a pinky fingertips width from the very inner corner of the eye. If you were to stick that lash right in that inner corner, it would be mega irritating all day. So that's why it's important to have that little bit of space. Once you've got that space accounted for, make sure that the strip is now sitting all along the top of your natural lashes and you want to take a look at the outer edge of the eye. Any of that strip that's going beyond that outer edge of the eye is the part that you want to trim off because that is the overhang. Just use a baby little scissors or something to trim that bit off. Obviously away from the eyes, don't be putting scissors near your eyes, please. Once that's trimmed, do the same with the other lash and you are good to go. It's also important to note that if you want to trim the lashes, always trim from the outside edge of the lash as lashes, especially strips, are designed to be shorter towards the inside and longer towards the outside to mimic a kind of a natural lash shape. So if you trim from the inside, it messes with that shape a little bit. Once you're all trimmed up, you are good to glue and stick them on. I always, always recommend getting a good lash glue like Duo Glue and throwing away that weird little glue that comes in lash packets. Those little glues tend to give a lot of people reactions on the eyes because they tend to have quite a lot of formaldehyde in them, of all things. Um, and they do stick a little solid as well, so they're quite uncomfortable to wear. Hold your lashes from the tips of the hairs with the tweezers or with your fingers, whichever you prefer, and take your glue. Now, you want to spread a little bit of that glue on the band of the lash. Don't gloop it on. You want enough that it evenly coats the band with glue, but not so much that it's lumpy or gloopy or like spilling over at all, because that would be far too much glue and it would just look a bit gluey on the eyes. Once that glue is on the band, don't you dare touch it. Don't think about touching the band. Don't you dare. I will find you and I will kill you. That is a surefire way of sticking the lash to your finger and then you're screwed and then you get angry at yourself and it's all terrible. Make sure that you're only touching the band or you're only touching the lash even from the tips of those hairs. So nowhere near where the glue is. You want now to let that glue go a little bit tacky for a few seconds. This will make the lash overall easier to apply so it's not sliding around on the eye when that glue is a little bit too wet. 
Once the glue is tacky, you want to lift the lash to the eye with the hairs pointing in the same direction as the natural lash hairs on your eye and start by placing it onto the eye in the same way as you did when you measured to trim. Start at the outer edge and lay the lash as close to your own lashes as possible. Then start to work the band on, sticking down a little more as you go, moving in towards the inside of the eye. So starting at the edge, pressing and pressing slowly, walking inwards. Don't be tempted to just grab the whole lash and stick it all on in one go. Doing it in stages will make it easier, I promise. If it sticks up too high, don't get the finger in and try and push it down where you want it to be because again, it will just stick to your finger and become a big, big mess. Instead, lift the lash off entirely and try again. You might need to add a little bit more glue, but that's fine. Just always lift and re-stick if you need to. For individual lashes then, Generally, if you're doing them yourself um, at home, I recommend using maybe the cluster ones, which have a little cluster of hairs as opposed to just one individual hair. These are usually easier to apply and they give you a fuller, fluffier look. So take your glue and I like to add a little blob of it onto a palette or onto the back of my hand. Then with your tweezers or, you know, with a lash applicator or your fingers, lift your lash cluster out of the packet and dip the end bulb part into the glue. Just a little bit, you don't over glue it. And then starting at the outside of the eye again, place that lash as close to the base of your own natural lashes as possible. And again, facing in the same direction as your natural lashes grow and then place it down and push it into the skin. You want to keep going in this way, essentially joining the dots with those lash bulbs so they're all sitting beside each other all the way across the eye until you get in as far as you want. The funny thing is individual lashes sound easier to apply um, and they're easier to explain, but I definitely think they're actually more tricky to do on yourself than strip lashes. My advice is to try both and see which one works better for you because everybody is different. If you're still having a total nightmare with either, um, then you're not alone. I think a lot of people do. I recommend saving lashes uh, then when you get your makeup done by makeup artists like myself. Or you could always try and get semi-permanent lashes done. They are, as I say in the name, semi-permanent, so they last a few weeks. Um, but there are pros and cons with those. Your best thing to do is to talk to a therapist that does semi-permanent eyelashes. But they're a great option for people who do want a nice full lash. So that's all for liner and lashes today, my loves. Um, I've enough uh, time to answer a few questions, so let's get started. And Emma asked, how do I apply winged liner that it doesn't make me look sad? Which is a good question. Um, I didn't talk about winged liner above because I'm actually going to pop up a little bonus video showing you how to do a winged liner. You need to follow the bottom lip of your eye upwards to give that lift. And if you kind of do the wing that it's too low, that is what will give the eye that sort of sad look. So uh, after I pop up the podcast, I'm going to pop up a little wing liner tutorial because I think wings are something that you do need a visual aid for. And it is kind of hard to explain over voice without showing you how to do it. So we're going to make sure to keep everything lifted and that will stop that kind of sad effect that you get. But keep your eyes out for that video. I'll be posting it on my Instagram and I'll be posting it on my Facebook as well. Thank you very much, Emma. Next question is from Lauren and it is, what is the best eyeliner for beginners? Um, so 
I mean, I suppose you could say that uh, pencils are good for beginners because it kind of helps you to get where you need to put your liner on the top lid and you get the hang of using a little implement up there. Uh, a good option as well, what I think, is to get a brush and use maybe a dark eyeshadow if you're really a super beginner. And again, that will get the hang of just popping something like a liner on the top of the eye. Don't go from zero to a hundred. Like I wouldn't go from never using eyeliner to suddenly using a big black gel eyeliner. So I would say start with a pencil or a powder on a brush and then start to move up to maybe a marker or a liquid eyeliner. Um, so I hope that has helped Lauren. Thank you for your question. And the last question we have is from Leanne. And that is, I've struggled to do eyeliner and lashes for years as I've shaky hands. Any advice? Yes, Leanne, I do have advice for you for this. I think a lot of people struggle with this. Um, if you try and do your liner or your lashes with your hand like far away from your face and you're just using your fingers to apply on the eye, the hand will get quite shaky. Just like if you were drawing on a piece of paper, you wouldn't be holding the pencil with your hand lifted away from the paper. Get the hang of using your little baby finger or the finger beside it as well to sort of lean on your face to anchor your hand. And then with your other fingers, your thumb, your index and your middle finger, use those to really work the liner and the lashes across. By leaning on your cheekbone or on your face, it will stop that hand from shaking. What it will also do then as well is uh, it'll mean that you're not applying things too heavily because I think your hand is always looking for something to lean on. So if you're doing an eyeliner, your hand is shaky and you pop it down onto the eye, it's going to press too far into the eye. And especially if you're shaking, things get a little bit messy. So as much as you can, get the hang of maybe putting your elbow down onto a surface, lean your fingers on your face and then try and do your eyeliner or your lashes like that. And that will stop that shake. Thank you for your question. So that is it for today, my loves. Um, if you fancy more content, including exclusive application videos for each podcast, talking about all the products, and then a full list of product recommendations, please check out my Patreon. This is a little subscription service which allows you to support me and the podcast for uh, two euro a month. And you get all the lovely extra content that goes along with it. I'll leave a little description uh, for anybody who wants to check that out. And don't forget as well to follow me on Instagram at Juliet Morrow Makeup or the podcast on Instagram at Foundation Level Pod. I also have a Twitter, which is just Foundation LVL, um, and you can send all your questions there or just check out my day-to-day -day makeup artist life bits. Thank you so much for listening, my loves, and stay tuned for next week where we're going to be talking all about lips. And I can't believe it, but next week is the eighth episode. It's the last in the series, which seems a little bit crazy. So thank you so much for listening, everybody, and I will chat to you soon. Bye!